You're going to laugh at me, Kelly. I was looking to be like, what day is today? What special day of the year? Like, what's the national day? It's Giving Tuesday. It's the first day we wrote in the show plan. It's Giving Tuesday. <laughs> I know. Yeah, come on, Tommy. I need to try harder than that. It is Giving Tuesday, a very happy Giving Tuesday. So whatever you haven't spent on Cyber Monday or Small Business Saturday or Take a Breath Sunday or Black Friday or late Thanksgiving shopping, now please <laughs> give it to charity. Yes, and use the hashtag. That's very important. Of course. If you don't use the hashtag, does your charitable contribution even count? <laughs> well, yes. Yes, it does. Live Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. I think we should get started with the absolute biggest charitable contribution that's been made. The Mets gave Max Scherzer $140 million. It was $130 million. But yes, this was uh, the big news yesterday uh, that Max Scherzer is going to the Mets. And it hurt for a lot of Nats fans because we were just still like, we we're like, okay, you're in California. We hate the Dodgers. We play them every now and again. When you start bringing him back over to the East Coast <laughs> and sign, I mean, First off, the contract is insane for a 37-year-old pitcher, $130 million over three years. Here's the other thing. The home opener for the Mets and for the MLB is in New York, and they play the Nats. Ah, great. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, so, and then the following week, the Mets come to D.C. to, you know, of course, play the Nats. So we will see lots of Max early on in the season. I love to hear it because you know what? If you hope if somebody goes on, you hope they go on to bigger and better things because it was stupid that he was let go and we're not going to go there, but blah, blah, blah. Anywho. Yeah. I, I we're still in rebuild mode. I, I, we don't max. I don't know if we, he would be wasted on our team right now. So, mm. but here's some other news. We're going to start hearing about a lot of our former players. Uh, Kyle Schwarber looks like he's going to Philadelphia. So we'll get good news. We get to see him, you know, once again, play at Nats park and the, yesterday the Nats re-signed uh, Andrew Stevenson. He's a beloved outfielder. Great, great addition to the team. He's been with the team for a couple of years now. So there is some good news. I love to hear it. Well, good, <laughs> good to have good news from the baseball team. <laughs> We're going to learn a lots of new faces at, at Nats Park uh, as in the coming months. So, um, you know, it's going to be hashtag rebuilt. Totally. And points to anybody who takes a photo of the World Series team and does the Sandlot disappearing thing as they zoom in on it, because we still have Zim, <laughs> right? We don't know yet. Let's we still have it a little bit, shall we? With the Nats doing something for good, with the Nats philanthropies. Kelly, I love your hat. Happy Giving Tuesday. Yes, that's, that's why I'm wearing this hat. So, yes, uh, of course, today is Giving Tuesday. We're talking about a bunch of places that you can give to. One of them that, of course, it's near and dear to my heart is uh, Nats for Good, which is the philanthropy arm of the Washington Nationals. They have for a long time been giving back to um, kids in Ward 7 and 8, specifically not only playing baseball, but they have a ton of programming around um, um, academic enrichment, of course, physical physical activity. Lots of uh, the players come out and spend time with the with the kids out there. Um, and if you give a hundred dollars or more today on Giving Tuesday, you get this hat. That's awesome. It's a it's a unique. I mean, for the Nats fan that like loves the team, loves the philanthropy, and has like everything. You know, you have the jersey, the baseball cap, all of the things, all the World Series thing. You don't have this one. No. You don't have this 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 hat. So uh, as you're thinking about giving today, it's Nats, the number four, good, 
natsphilanthropies.org. Good deal. And that's way easier to spell than Nats Philanthropies. So that's way easy. <laughs> I can never spell philanthropy. The, the A's always go in the wrong place. <laughs> I agree. There's a couple extra I's in there. And then when you make it yes. philanthropies, it's an E-S. But no, it's just Nats yes. number four good. Yes. Done. <laughs> um, a big shout out. Uh, our pal Jenny Moser is leaving a comment this morning from the uh, Chad Tuff Defeat DIPG uh, organization. There's so many great charities out there. And uh, there's a big push this year, too. So the catalog for philanthropy which we just love because they vet charities and they make sure that they're spending the money in the right way. And also the charities that are in the catalog, they sort of shepherd them and they help them with resources and they help them, you know, with just people who know what they're doing and they help them with other things besides money. Though they're saying money is what they need most charities yes. all around the region. And they're hoping to do, um, more than $1.6 million through two 24-hour campaigns. That's what they did last year on their Giving Tuesday. And so um, givelocaltogether.org is their website where they've got a whole list of local vetted charities. Like maybe you're, you're I mean, I, I assume everybody has their own charity that they love to support, but maybe not. Maybe you're like, I want to help out in a certain category. You can go to the website and find vetted charities there that are, you know, vetted that <laughs> you know your your money is going to a great cause if you want to send your money to a new kind of category of, of giving this year very very cool mm -hmm. oh plus i'm gonna get texts and emails also best buddies virginia dc is a great place to give your money to <laughs> <laughs> on this giving yes. tuesday and every tuesday I um actually listened to a um a podcast about the guy who founded Giving Tuesday. Yeah. And he talks about the phenomenon. He started it for he works for his own organization and uh he talks about how um how uh, I'm sorry my husband's calling me apparently we we're having some issues on the app. So Ah, good idea. Thank you husband. Him. Yeah. Um so anyway, he he started it for his own Excuse me for a second. Yeah, sure. I can't talk right now. I got your text. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, anyhow, Helping us is not your charity work on Giving Tuesday segment, <laughs> but we appreciate your help. He started for his own fun, uh, his own organization, which I believe is in Chicago. And the whole idea, he started this hashtag. He literally was the guy who started hashtag Giving Tuesday. That's amazing. He, he ended up writing a book about the how social media has like really helped philanthropies because Giving Tuesday is now can be branded in any sort of way. And he kind of like owns that and loves that it's become this like, you know, worldwide phenomenon that is, is relatively recent. I believe it's only about 10 years old. Yeah, totally. And it's, yeah. it's wild that like, well, you think like Cyber Monday is probably 12 right. years old and then Giving Tuesday is probably right. 10 years old. Like those things, yeah. Small Business Saturday is not that much older. Yeah. And it's just- But the, the, the social media has like really perpetuated uh, a way to highlight your favorite uh, organization. I wonder if that guy is like truly happy that Giving Tuesday took off the way that it did, or if he's like, <laughs> had I trademarked it first. Arr. No, he's no, he, he, they interviewed him in the podcast. He truly is happy. Good. I mean, we he sounded know. happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if it's in a podcast, it's got to be true. <laughs> well, right? It should yeah. be. We're podcasters, Tommy. Exactly. And I, I do appreciate that he wrote a book. So, like, he is able to make some money off of what he created. Cause, like, what a just. Giving Tuesday is just so obvious and it's just like sitting right out there, but it took someone like him to come up with that. So way to go, dude. Love Very it. Cool. I could tell you um, that the Washington football team's win last night on Monday Night Football was incredible because it was the first time since like 2000 something that they've won on Monday Night Football and sound all sportsy smart, but 
We both know that that's disingenuous. Kelly, what happened in the football game last night? I actually did not. I did not watch it, but I watched the highlights this morning. I watched like a seven minute highlight on ESPN. Um, and it was like it had all the things. I'm not super into football, but like just think of all the buzzwords that you might know, like interceptions and fumbles and two point conversions and touchdowns and tie game. Like it literally had everything last night. Um, what was really cool is that the well, it's not cool. I hope he's OK. But the kicker for the Washington football team got injured. And so I'm going to get to that in a second because the record was broken when that happened. Um, the, they, um, the Seahawks blocked the kick. Mm. And in that he got um, injured. And so they didn't, the Washington football team didn't have a kicker for the rest of the game. Did Julie Donaldson so they, do it? No. Oh. So they had to do um, two point conversions um, for when, after they got touchdowns, which is, help them get to where they needed to be to win but the yeah so the kicker the seahawks inter intercepted the the ball and ran it for a uh two-point conversion all the way down the field so this guy because this is special teams here mm -hmm. the he became the heaviest player his name is rasheem green to score a defensive two-point conversion since that rule was made possible in 2015 he Wait. ran for 94 yards oh my gosh He's this giant man <laughs> ran for nine and he's a defensive like they're not. This is not what they do. The heaviest player. How, how heavy was he? Do we know? Yeah. 279 pounds. Huh? You mean that of everyone on that field, no one could catch a 270 pound man running 94 yards because they, that was sort of, that doesn't happen. That's very, very rare that the yeah. ball was intercepted and then they ran. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was really surprised. So, um, <laughs> Everyone yeah, just watching him run. They're like, Hey, wait a minute, go get him. <laughs> oh, they ran after him. <laughs> I'm just surprised. Like if, if I'm Ron Rivera, I'm like, Hey, we're doing sprints y'all. Cause you couldn't catch a 270 something pound man run for 94 yards. Tommy, you're, you're <laughs> okay. Yes. I mean, right. Like that guy's like, and they're like a locomotive. Like once he gets moving, it's hard to stop him. but they're probably good. They could have probably caught him in that time. Anyway, how so they, they an got extra kicker laying around too. Like, how do you only have one kicker? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know enough about the team. I knew you're going to ask me all these questions. Um, but at the very final play, mm -hmm. um, the Seahawks, like there's like less than a minute, and they go to throw a touchdown to tie and win the game. And it's intercepted by the Washington football team. I mean, it, it was literally like if you have five minutes to watch the highlights today, you, even as not as a huge Washington football fan, it was incredible. And the stadium was really packed last night, despite it being kind of cold and chilly. And, you know, it's the Washington football team. But people were fired up. That's awesome. They're, well, they're, they're third, turning it around, you know. The season seems third, like it's, it's rolling. Third consecutive win. Hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And Jetta says that it broke her Seattle girl's heart. Oh. Womp yeah. Womp. If you were a sad Seattle fan, it was heartbreaking because you literally did. It was back and forth, back and forth tie. And Seattle was up the first half. I mean, it was good stuff. Our bestie Kimmy as well. Probably super sad this morning. Yes. Yes. But you know what, Jetta? You know what, Kimmy? You just hope at the end of the day that both teams had fun. Where are you going with that? No, I'm just saying, you know, sportsmanship. As long as both oh. teams had fun, as long as everyone, you know, had a good time, that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm sure that's what Russell Wilson is thinking today. <laughs> it's exactly that was fun. That He's loss like, was know, fun. Losing my two points time. was fun. <laughs> <laughs> we had a run 279 pound guy. Also, another stupid sports stat. Like he's the heaviest player to ever run the furthest. Come on, we're now like I thought we weren't supposed to talk about people's weight. 
<laughs> it's listed in the in the roster, Tommy. I'm not talking it's public <laughs> knowledge. And we're surprised when 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 footballs, baseball, hockey players, basketball players get traded like cattle. Of course, we know their weight, we know their shoe size, we know their speed. Of course, they're going to be like <laughs> traded like livestock. So, oh my, my goodness, God. this fell apart quickly. Okay, when was the last time he was weighed? Too, by the way, I wonder if it's like one of those things where you get pulled over and you could be like, "Ah, uh, when was the last time your uh, radar gun was calibrated?" Then, by oh. the way, don't ask that question. No one likes when you ask that question. <laughs> But it is a great way to get out of speeding tickets from the uh, speed cameras. So I've heard that you can ask when the, for a, a review of when the last time the camera was calibrated. And if it's yes. past a certain amount of time, then you get out of the ticket free card. Yes, that's, that's a good pro tip. So just making sure the NFL is up to date on their weights. And someone didn't just like control copy from last week, the spreadsheet and put it in there. Because what if he's actually heavier? What if the what if the records? Tommy, even I've now given harder? you three opportunities to get out of this <laughs> and just move on, <laughs> and you just keep going. <laughs> I know, and I was just letting it go until you finally had enough and moved me physically <laughs> onto the next story. <laughs> yes, I want to take a minute and recognize and remember uh, Doug Hill, the ABC Seven meteorologist who is a fixture in DC for my gosh, more than three decades. He. Uh, passed away after a short illness, after a short retirement as well, about a week ago. And we haven't had a show yet, um, but it was it was quite devastating. And maybe you saw online or maybe you saw all the other TV stations talking about him. Maybe you saw the Great Washington Post write up about this man. Um, he's someone that I was so fortunate to work with when I years ago uh, when I was at ABC7 for a short amount of time. He was just like the coolest dude and just like the most measured and calm and like secretly hilarious uh person and maybe you don't know about him he uh he had a whole life before he was a meteorologist he was a prince george's county police officer um and then he taught for a while and then he ended up um as the chief meteorologist <laughs> for a tv station in the nation's capital amazing yeah well I, I guess being a police officer that's probably why he like he's very calm like, mm -hmm. you know because they can enter and are trained to deal with high conflict situations. So like a little snowstorm in DC, he's got it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, totally like the, the green screen malfunctioning. He's cool. Yeah. Like yeah. he's, he's worse than that. So he's good. Um, also he had an amazing sense of humor. So when I was there, um, I uh, was doing a, a broadcast when you and, uh, and I and Jen would go out and do Halloween on Lee street. I had like, a, I did live hits for TV before that one year. And I was Doug Hill. For Halloween. I remember that. He was real Doug. I was fake Doug. It's the only photo that I have of it. <laughs> um, but what's really cool about him, he was such a good sport about it. And it's funny because like all the producers and the managers were like, I don't know if we should do this. Like, oh my gosh, what if Doug's offended? Like, oh no, we should talk to him. Should we talk to him? Should we surprise him? There was like a thousand emails in the background about like whether or not Doug Hill's like feelings to be heard if I was him for Halloween. And I like just asked him and he was like, yeah, that's hilarious. Let's do it. Uh, you, want, you want one of my ties? Should I wear a gray suit that day? I was like, this could have literally meetings that could have been an email, but he was just the most like gracious. And he knew that like I was new there. And so like him playing along with the thing that I was doing was he's just, he was just an awesome, awesome guy. Yeah. And uh, this world will surely miss him. And like we were saying before we went on the air, it's just, one of the saddest things about it is that he didn't have more time in retirement uh, in the Carolinas to sort of like unwind and, and just relax, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, but the tributes have been amazing. It's another example where you, you learn so much about a person after they've passed. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just uh, sending love his way. And Gary left a comment too. Uh, such a sad loss for DC purse to Doug Hill. Very nice. Yeah. What a guy. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but the downtown DC holiday market got quite yes. the visitor over the weekend. Uh, Vice President Harris showed up in downtown DC at the holiday market. And actually, she went last year too um, when she was vice president elect. And so she showed up again this year. And um, as the holiday market was getting ready, Kelly and I had the opportunity to produce a great video for Gather by Events DC, where we went out and we interviewed and we talked to a bunch of the vendors in their like holiday workshops as they were getting ready um, for the big holiday market. And I got to go and meet Alejandro from Smell of Love Candles. And Kelly, you got everything set up with his mom um, because he is a kidrepreneur, like to the nth degree. He is, he's adorable and he's got this amazing like product line and like he speaks like a, like a little businessman. Like, he totally. knows what he's doing. He's running his business and it was so exciting to see. I saw this online over the weekend uh, that Madam uh, Vice President stopped by his booth and he was there because not all the time the creators mm. and the founders are in their booth. So... Could you imagine if you had like a holiday market booth and that's the day that like you don't come or you show up late and the vice president rolls through? Oh my goodness. I couldn't even like imagine. <laughs> I know. I know. So yeah, he, um, he had his moment. Yeah. There, there was some video that was captured too of the moment when the vice president shows up with Alejandro. He makes these awesome candles that are, um, I believe they're soy so that there's not like, um, you know, antigens and stuff that go in the air because he has asthma and like regular store-bought candles were triggering his asthma. So he and his mom found out ways to make candles. And then from there, he made it into a business. And this is the moment that he posted uh, when they meet. Alejandro is a very accomplished business owner. I can see that. Two years in, I thought it was 20, but then I guess the math wouldn't add up, would it? <laughs> I guess it is. Don't show me. Thank it you. was such a pleasure to you, meet you. Nice I to meet really you am so proud of you. Thank you. You know, because the thing that you figured out is that anything can be done, and you had a vision, and you saw it through. And I'm sure some people said, oh, I don't know, it can't be done. And you didn't listen. And that's so important. You know, I like to say, I eat no for breakfast. <laughs> I don't hear no until maybe the 10th time. And then, it, and then <laughs> I don't hear here. very well. Thank you, ma'am. So you, that's, that is what... That's what makes a leader. It was awesome to see that happen. And just so, like, so cool for him. Like that's a moment he'll tell those grandkids about. Yeah, that's, it, it is very cool. And, and maybe the reason why she stopped by his booth is because they saw the video that you and I produced. Oh yeah, um, that's gathered. exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I believe this is the first time he was at the market. Uh, yes, that is true. That is his first yeah. time there. So, I mean, our video was about who the vendors at the market. I'm just saying. I'm into that. I, I bet the second gentleman was on his <laughs> iPad and he's like, hey, babe, look at this. And she's like, I love candles. We should go see this kid. I, right. Get the motorcade. Let's go. That's exactly what happened. Because we do mind. feature him in his in his, uh, you know, workplace, which is at his home, um, making the candles. And he's just adorable in it. You know what? Until the vice president says that's not what happened. I feel like we should just go ahead and go ahead. Do you want to call her people for comment? Yeah, totally. I'll just uh, get right on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh also um speaking of like dc holiday traditions so excited that the district's holiday boat parade on the wharf is back this year it's saturday event starts at six get there early i'm going to be hosting it again 
um, from the pier on the wharf, dress warm because there will be fun and fireworks. Lights, action, and fireworks. Join us for the district's holiday boat parade at the wharf on Saturday, December 4th. On the water, we'll see over 60 boats decorated in thousands of lights parading up the Washington Channel. Us landlubbers will enjoy music from Go Go Gadget, great offers from wharf restaurants, and plenty of holiday cheer. The Instagram opportunities are going to be insane. So is the wharf's biggest holiday party of the year with ice skating, Santa, and of course, fireworks on the water. Event starts at 6, but get there early. Take Metro, Rideshare, Water Taxi, Scooter, Bike, even Walk on Saturday for the District's Holiday Boat Parade at the Wharf. Cannot wait. It was It's so much fun every year, and I'm just so pumped to do it and be there again. The uh, more than 60 boat owners had their captain's party on Thursday where they're getting like their order and their rules and everything. It's It's going to be awesome. Yeah, the boats, they they really like whoop it up and they usually are, you know, having a good time and having a party on the boats and waving to people and it just gets you in the mood. Mm-hmm. And we're working Christmas. this year to have like a little <laughs> audio message sent back and forth to so people on the pier can like hear from the boats as they're as they're cruising oh, cool. on through. That's very cool. Yeah. So get there early. And um, I would suggest not driving. <laughs> Use any of the ways to get there besides your own automobile. Right. Right. Or you could ride share, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. You could have no, someone no, else no drop parking. you off. Just yeah, saying yeah. The, the garage is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But and also the restaurants get all like full mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, it's, it's great. It's yeah. great to see it come back. Also, it's really fun if you time it right and you're like, you have an ice skating ticket and you're ice skating while the boat parade is going past. Just saying, a little pro tip. Mm. Or if you get there early and go to Cantina Bambina up on the roof by the anthem, also excellent pro tip for how to enjoy. You're giving away all the spots. Totally. Um, I don't know if you knew this. Maybe you didn't because it happened like right before the pandemic started or during, I don't know, what was time anymore, that the Guinness company opened up a brewery in Maryland. It's the first one outside of Ireland and it's cranking away and it's brewing and they made some holiday brews. Kelly, have you heard about these? No, I know last season they did it too. Um, by the way, they did open up before the pandemic. Okay. When yeah, was that? I, I know that. Um, I don't know exactly when, but I just know that we, we visited it before the pandemic. Perfect. My husband and I, he, cause he's, he's Irish and whatever. <laughs> So they have these awesome, awesome flavors. We're looking at this mint chocolate stout. Ooh, Sounds that's great. like a like like a thin mint. Yeah, like a little dessert in a glass. Or they've got a gingerbread <laughs> stout as well. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I still yeah. can't get over that. Like we have Guinness here and and right outside. It's actually it's not technically Baltimore. It's right by the airport. If you take that exit by oh. the airport to, to BWI, mm-hmm. it's near, it's there. So it's a little closer. Oh, I wonder what that's called. It's not, yeah, right. It's not yeah. Baltimore. It's, it's like, not technically Baltimore, but it's like Baltimore County. Ah, it's on the way to Baltimore. Closer yes. to Baltimore than it is to DC, but also kind of close to DC. Super easy. They Super put easy. Baltimore on their label though. They say Baltimore. Well, okay. I'm gonna now that you're challenging me on it, I'm gonna tell you exactly where because I think it's sexier to say Baltimore than where they actually are. <laughs> like Linthicum or whatever it is. Yes, totally. 
Not that I mean, there's anything wrong with being from Linthicum or whatever it's called. No, no, no. But if the Baltimore airport, which is not in Baltimore, can call itself the Baltimore airport. Oh my gosh. It's kind of like how, um, you know, Washington uh, airport is not in Washington. It's in Virginia. That's true. But it was Washington at one point. Okay. Yes. Are you, are you doing the Google? I'm trying to. Yes. Um, it is. Healthorpe. So take your pick. Baltimore yeah. or Healthorpe? <laughs> I will take Baltimore every day of the week over Healthorpe. Not that there's anything sure. wrong with Healthorpe. I'm just saying it's a you know better better locator to be like, we're from Baltimore. Yeah. So you can check it out. And they're gonna be in um all the grocery stores as well, they said this year. They Ooh. have a limited run of the holiday flavors. I love that. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to go to Healthorpe. Look at that. You can once again avoid a trip to Healthorpe. <laughs> As I've been doing since 1986, except for when I've got to fly out of Hellthorpe <laughs> or near Hellthorpe. Oh, but we love Baltimore anyway. Yes. I'm from Baltimore. Yes. BWI is in Anne Arundel County. Thank you, Gary. I was, oh. was going to say that. So from Anne Arundel County. Look at that. You know who's like not you're... available in grocery stores? us but you can get our podcast anywhere you get your podcast which is more accessible than grocery stores we did that on purpose also leave us a five-star review like share comment even if you feel we don't deserve it we would surely love you on this giving tuesday to do some comment charity and give us some love yeah you can comment on uh, tommy's analysis of the uh, washington football team's game last night truly and of all the weights of all the linebackers who ever run tell me your favorite (laughs) That's true, too. We'll see you next time.